Hello and welcome to Zack Attack. We're never going to be better than this. This is episode 11, The Lorax from 2012, our first and maybe last animated movie? I'm not sure. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. And this one is going to be probably a short episode. As you can see, if you're listening to it, you know exactly how long this is. Maybe we find things to talk about and talk for three hours, but... Ooh, this is, uh, it's it's not a movie that there's a lot to talk about in terms of what we've covered already for Zack Attack. No, no, this is definitely, yeah, it's a kid's movie. The premise was very straightforward. There's not a lot of Zeph in it, honestly, even voice-wise. I mean, it's a Dr. Seuss book, based on a Dr. Seuss book. Have you ever read this one, by the way? I feel like I have. I don't know. I, I feel like I've read every Dr. Seuss book, but I know that's not true. Like, I feel like I've probably only yeah, actually right? read, like, a quarter of them, if even that. Yeah, same. Like, I'm sure that I, like, I like. it seemed familiar, and then I was like, I have no idea what's going on here. So the interesting thing, if you want to call it interesting, about this adaptation is that in the book, and in, I guess, previous adaptations, maybe, the Onceler, the guy who makes the thneed and cuts down all the trees, yeah. his face was never shown in the past. He was only shown from the arms down. They made him a person in this really to sort of bash you over the head, like, hey, don't you get it? Like, men are bad, and mankind is bad, and we're ruining our environment. Like, <laughs> that's the reason that they're, they said if it's just a monster or some kind of, like, abstract thing where you don't see a face on it, oh. it's easier to dismiss. But here, because he's just Ed Helms, I think, right? Yeah, it's Ed Helms. You're more easily able to say, oh, we're doing a terrible thing, we should protect the environment. Yeah, that, no, that's a good point. You know, like, you just don't make it this, like, weird, unseen figure that's ruining everything. Everything you have to make it a actual person for it to be like believable that this is happening. The the movie is sort of split into two parts, and so there is the onceler that we see the person, and he that's the, like, sort of a flashback. It's being told in a story from his older self to Zeph. Yeah, and that's most of the movie. It's sort of him getting the town and trying to sell his sell his theme need. It's hard to yeah, say. How do you say that? Seed. The need. Need. The need. And. He's trying to sell his thing, then it doesn't really go well, and then it sort of catches on really well, and then they eventually chop down all the trees, and then we flash back to current day, and the current day story is really, for our podcast, the only one we care about, because that is the story of Zac Efron trying to impress and get with the older girl that he has a crush on, played by Taylor Swift, Yep. and she, all she wants is a tree. He has to go find a truffula tree, he has to find if there's any trees left, because in this world, there are no trees left. And the guy who is basically doing, like, street sweeping as the last tree is cut down gets the idea to sell air. You all know the Lorax story. Yeah, yeah, I, I honestly don't know how much of this is in the book. I'm assuming most of it's in the book. No, but, dude, you always forget that, like, they make these movies, but, like, the Dr. Seuss books are, like, super short. Well, yeah, that's, like, the same thing. I mean, not that Dr. Seuss wrote it, but, like, Where the Wild Things Are, I think it's, like... 22 pages or like it's or it's really short or there's like only like 20 words or something and that became a whole movie so yeah. I really wonder yeah I don't know how much is actually in the book and how much is sort of creatively made for this movie it makes sense though that in a world where trees don't make oxygen a guy figures out how to bottle and sell air so that people can live in and breathe and enjoy this world okay so the feed did you the th- need? Did you think that this is just like a glorified ShamWow with like clothes properties too? That's what it kind of seemed like to me. Well, yeah. I mean, he says it has a million uses, and like 
it's you can wear it, you can mop things up with it, and you can absorb water. I mean, like, you have the the full realm of animation at your fingertips. Like, be a little bit more creative in terms of, like, what you could make this thing into. It's just... Or maybe that's the point. Maybe it's just a super, super lame thing, and that makes them chopping down the trees even worse? I don't know. Yeah. I feel like you could have had such creative fun with what he shows off this thing to do. He's like, it's got a million uses, and then he only shows three, and they're all super lame. It's just... It's weird. I also think it's weird that, like... You see the care. I mean, I'm guess we're gonna delve into the world of Dr. Seuss like logic, but that you see that like the place is called the Needville, and like nobody remembers that they cut down all the trees. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of weird. I mean, I guess I don't know. <laughs> I haven't watched animated movies in a long time. Like the last one I saw was like Wreck It Ralph, I think. And I like that a lot. I, I guess I do watch them, but, like, I always forget that they don't make any fucking sense. Well, so this is from the studio and the director, and I think the writers, but I'm not sure of the writers, that did the Despicable Me movies. Yeah. And they did The Secret Life of Pets, which is the new movie that came out this year. And I don't I like didn't Despicable see that one Me, yet. and I don't like The Secret Life of Pets at all. Really? This is my favorite of the movies in this oeuvre, I guess. <laughs> I still don't love it. Like, this is not a movie... That I want to go back. Like, there's a lot of no, good animated movies. You know, you can go watch that. Even if they're made for kids, there's things in there to like as an adult. Here, there's no double entendres. Not that I'm looking for that, but there's nothing that like yeah, an dude, adult agreed. can laugh at that kids don't get. Yep. There's nothing really. It's visually cool. Like, I mean, maybe watching it on mute yeah. would be fine. But I mean, it's so heavy-handed in its message that it just if you're looking for it any entertainment value and you're older than like six or seven like i don't know that you're gonna find it agreed yep totally agreed but i do like the despicable me ones i like the i like those were a lot of fun i've definitely watched those ones and they're just like funnier than this there there wasn't really much humor in this it was just like an educational documentary on climate change and prevention i was trying to figure out where kids would get like have fun with this movie and i guess it's just all the cute bears or whatever following ed helms around and like yeah it's the coloring yeah it's the coloring it's, for sure it's just ugh, it's just there's nothing there yeah i mean you know those kids watch that fucking chick on youtube that unpackages toys for a living and <laughs> so, I mean, this isn't far off from that. It's just, like, aesthetically pleasing and soft voices. And what's extra worse, but, I mean, this isn't even ASMR. Like, that, that's different. Like, that yeah. sort of does something for you. And especially for, like, what we're doing here for Zeph, he's in, like, an okay amount of the movie, but it doesn't seem like he's doing anything creative with his voice. I mean, for Cage no, Club... I think that, I mean, he's not doing anything super creative, but he's hitting it. You know what I mean? Like, he's conveying the right emotions. Like, he's delivering well... It's just not creative. Well, I feel like for Cage Club, when Mike and I did that, Cage did about four or five animated movies, I think. Really? And a couple times, yeah, a couple times they were sort of just his regular voice. But then in one movie, G-Force, which is sort of CGI and live action combined, he plays a mole, and he does this crazy voice, and it's amazing. And I'm not saying that, you know... Zeph should do a weird voice because he is the main because he's the main character. You know, like he can't yeah. really go too weird with it. But he's just sort of himself, and it's fine. But it's just it's there's nothing special there. And that we're when we're watching this movie for him and for him to do his thing, there's not a lot there to really talk about. Yeah, he was super replaceable in this one. This is like one of the first movies that I'm like, this could have been any, but it could have been Michael Sarah's voice. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, any kind of. Doofy esque person, an actor that's young, 
Like, this could have been anyone. Yeah, agreed. Well, because even the, the character that he plays is kind of boring. Like, he's just a young kid who has a crush on this girl, and that's really all we know about him. His mom is voiced by Jenny Slate, and his grandma is voiced by Betty White, and that's kind of a great is family. Jenny Slate, is she, the, is she the chick that did the, like, she does goofy voices in movies, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. She, she has, like, really weird animated voices, and she just played, like, a normal voice in this one, too. Right. I guess they were just, like, trying to, like play it safe or something. Yeah, everybody feels like it's just their voice. Like, I don't think anybody does anything weird. Like, the, the Lorax is just Danny DeVito. Yeah. The One Slur is just Ed Helms. Yep. Everybody is just themselves. Like, Taylor Swift is just Taylor Swift. Zeph is just Zeph. I don't think that you necessarily want to have everybody be weird voices, but if you're watching it and you're trying to get, like, into the movie and it starts off with, like, voiceover from Danny DeVito, like, I think you're just like, oh, that's Danny DeVito. Like, it's, he's got such a sort of iconic voice. I don't know. Maybe that's what they were trying to give to adults. Like, instead of there being a lot of double entendres and stuff, like, we recognize all the voices where, like, the kids wouldn't. You know what I mean? Yes, because that's that's the same thing as like the Secret Life of Pets. This director's new movie or the newest movie is that the main dog is Louis C.K. and it's just the voice of Louis C.K. and like the, that movie starts again with voiceover from Louis C.K. Yeah, like you sort you would know who it is, but I feel like that's not a good thing. Like that's not like an in joke. It's I want to be invested in the movie. I don't want to play the game of like. Oh, whose voice is that? Oh, yep. that's Danny DeVito. Yep, agreed. Yeah, it's just, it's weird. It, like, and, and they all feel so replaceable. Like, actually, not like when I thought about it, like, Zeph could have been replaceable, but, like, literally all of these people, they're, like, big-name actors, and they, like, don't really do anything. Like, you don't get any, like, singing from Audrey. You don't get any, like, singing from Zeph. You, you know what I mean? Like, you don't get really jokes from Danny DeVito. So it's like, why did they cast this cast? You know? Like, we don't... <laughs> that's the crazy thing, is that there's the big musical number at the end, where basically the whole town sings, and Taylor Swift's not involved. Yeah, yeah, dude, like... That's weird, right? Like, that's why... I guess they wanted to just have star power in the movie. I guess. So that, like, on the red carpet, they get a Taylor Swift show up, and people would be like, oh, like, I better go see this movie. But that plan apparently backfired, because one of the only interesting bits of trivia that I found for this movie is that at the movie's premiere when Zeph was on the red carpet taking pictures uh, he accidentally dropped a condom on the ground <laughs> during a photo <laughs> nailed it he's the at man this premiere for, totally for, saved for, it. for a kids movie Zeph was like, just getting hey guys, in like, the bathroom. I'm down tonight yeah, he's just getting <laughs> fucking Zeph man I love that dude he's so funny that, that made this whole movie worth it for me just that one little tidbit of information <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so much happier. Because really, of all the movies that he's done, that he will do, I mean, I guess he's going to be in kids' movies, and like you know, him dropping that during like a High School Musical thing, that's not good either. That's not great timing. But here, there's just something about the animated element of it that just, he just brought a level of realness to the movie that I, I don't think it was ready <laughs> yeah. for. Yeah, he, I don't. I wasn't ready for that joke. Definitely not. That's awesome. Did you notice that this is now, which is the first but second movie series that his name is Ted? Oh, I was thinking of Ted, like Bill and Ted, because I mean Keanu. Yeah, I forgot that he was Ted. He's Teddy. He was Teddy. Yep. Ted is just such a boring name. Yeah, like, dude, the whole ugh. thing was boring. <laughs> this was really bad. I, I wish that we would have had something more to grasp on here. Like, yeah, the voicing was dumb. The animation was cool, but it's, like, really, like, 
do we really need this kind of animation? Uh, the whole time, I'm just wishing this is Wreck-It Ralph, or even Despicable yeah. Me. Like, I just want it to be so, mu- so much more fun, but instead we wind up with this bullshit. What is cool in terms of the things that we've been tracking as this series goes yes. on is that Zeph continues to hit on an older woman. Oh, very good point. Yeah, that he does. Taylor Swift is... Now, in real life, is Taylor Swift older? I imagine they're about the same age. I can't... I can't... Yeah, maybe she's a couple years older, right? Let me see here. Zeph is basically my age. Taylor Swift is younger. She's younger. Oh. But in this, it seems like he's probably 13 and she's 16. Yeah, that's what of. it seems like. Yeah, but she's she's actually a little bit younger than him. I wonder if they... What's hard to gauge with these animated movies is whether or not the voice actors recorded together, and I feel like they probably didn't. Hear. No, I feel like, like they definitely didn't, and I was thinking the same thing. Like, I was hoping for some fun facts of, like, like Taylor Swift and Zeph might have hooked up once, but at the same time, these voiceover movies. I think that's why all these like famous guys do them is because you can pretty much do them in your house. Like you know, you're right. essentially doing what we're doing right now. You're just like you know, put on a headset, read some shit, talk, and then you're fine. Yeah, or even if you have to go into the studio, like if this movie is short, I think it's like 85 minutes. Yeah, dude, it's really short. And Zeph is only in like a third to a half of it, so he could probably bang this out in like a couple days, if not one long day. And he probably got paid like a decent amount. So again, as you say, get that paper. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't blame him. I don't blame any of the actors. I just wish the director. And I think we, this is another thing that we talked about in cage club especially for this one movie astro boy i think you feel like the director at some point was probably like all right like let's get a little bit of a different line reading on this one like let's hear it like a little yeah. bit weird like you're you're really crazy in the scene like they had to have done that there and it just feels like they used the straight take of on every of one them. of them yep the only funny part that i really liked focusing on the voice acting was when Taylor Swift was like, am I being crazy? Am I being crazy? And I just kept thinking, <laughs> yes, yes, you are being crazy. And she was like, if, if somebody gave me a treat, I would marry him right now. And I was like, yeah. God, write an album about it. I mean, kind of the, the best scene in the movie, at least for why we're watching this, and maybe even not why we're watching this, maybe just like in general, it's the sort of the dream sequence where he's imagining her birthday Agreed. and she blows up the candles. Yep. And they're like, what did you wish for? And she's like, well, according to the universal law of wishes, I can't tell you. He's like, I know what you wished for. And he's just like bawling out like in a little tuxedo playing the piano. Yes, we got, a, we, got a Zeph, we got a Zeph playing piano moment in this mm-hmm. one. So that's... That was a good... And he slides down the stairs and unveils the truffula tree, and then, just as he's about to kiss her, he wakes up or snaps back to reality. He's kissing a cereal box, and his mom's, like, making fun of him. It's just like, oh, now we're back to the weird, sort of lame movie. Like, I wish that this movie, (laughs) in terms of that, like, we talked about, like, with going all the way back to Waif, right, when he takes drugs and, like, things get weird. Like, do that kind of thing. Like, don't have him take drugs here, but, like, have dream sequences. Have, like, weird reality... I mean, you live in a world where there's no oxygen, there's no trees, everything, you could create anything, yeah, just dude. get weird with it. Yeah, like the, the, like, the craziest things that they come up with are, like, the plants are inflatable and the trees have batteries in them. It's like, really? <laughs> come on, man. Like, and it's, like, dystopic world. Wouldn't you make it, like, really kind of seedy and fucked? I mean, like, I guess, like, the outside the city part is a little bit like that when he drives through with all, like, and why the fuck were there axes in the road? Children are so stupid, man. It's just uninspiring. Yeah. That is the, the best word. Yeah, it's just lame. Like, for me, the whole thing was just lame. The other thing that I thought was really inconsistent, maybe, is that the whole point of Zeph going out into the world. Like, he, he kind of pulls, I think, like a Truman show when he finds, like, the exit to the world and walks yeah. out past this little civilization. Yep. 
and goes out and finds the Onceler, and the Onceler's telling him a story. Like, the second or third time he goes to him, he gets the last seed from him, and he says, yeah, but nobody cares about trees anymore. And it's like, dude, the only reason you're out here is because the girl you're in love with cares about trees. Like, why are you so defeated about this? Yeah. Like, you just... You basically, you know, pulled the sword from the stone. You have, like, you, you accomplished your goal. Like, mission accomplished. You did, like, you completed the quest. Now go back and get a kiss from the princess. And you're going to say, oh, nobody cares about this anymore. <laughs> like, what? I think that was just, like, a vehicle for delivering the environmentalist message in this movie. He had to be like, nobody God. cares about this. And the guy had to be like, no, it takes one person. One person to care. And, like, that's all it was. But, yes, I from your perspective, like, as an adult, it's like, what? <laughs> the fuck dude just like go fuck the chick now come on yeah yeah like all you need to do is you you got it just close like you have the fucking thing that she wants <laughs> just give it to her you dumb fuck seal the deal yeah, seal the deal dude in real life Zeph would have never done that he, he had the that's condom the in his that's one thing pocket. that's like you know consistent throughout Zack Attack he basically has all the pieces in line <laughs> in a lot of movies to seal the deal and then just doesn't yeah or gets like really defeated by it yeah he does and also also another thing that reminds Reminds me of Zack Attack is that, like, again, his character has, like, no real growth except for, like, the last three minutes, and you're like, eh, was that really growth? And then you're like, nah. And then at the end, <laughs> the movie just ends. Oh, God, this movie. Just, I mean, it's just, like, it's not bad. It's just, n- there's nothing here. There's nothing special about it. Okay. Like, I think it's fine to watch once if you have kids or if you sort of yeah, put just want to watch pretty colors. But, like, other than that, I don't... I, I, I got nothing. I would put this on for children, and I would put this on if I, like, had just consumed a whole bunch of opiates. Like, this would be the best movie <laughs> for that. Like, if I was just, like, you know, Percocet stoned in my bed, I'd be like, this was a great movie. So nice and soft. Okay, so we've talked about this before we recorded, but my biggest qualm of the movie is that we didn't have any shirtless Zeph scenes in the whole fucking movie. Not even animated Zeph. You've been looking forward to shirtless animated Zeph for like two or three episodes. Dude, oh man, I was so hoping we were gonna get shirtless Zeph in the, in the Lorax. And there's there was options too, dude. The little kid was swimming. We could have put Zeph in the water. Like, no. <laughs> if we got Zeph to glow, just like the little kid? Yeah, that's what I wanted, man. Something. Give me something here. No, he's just like dicking around looking at painted pictures of trees and riding his bike away by himself. Well, the next movie that we're doing is Liberal Arts, which I know nothing about. Same. And then we're doing New Year's Eve. So I feel like he's got to be shirtless on New Year's Eve. Like, I don't think so. I, and I th- feel like New Year's Eve is going to be like another one because, I mean, you know, these like vignette movies are, they're not vignettes, yeah. kind of, are they? Is that the right no, word? But yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so in those movies, like, we're only going to get like a couple minutes of them, but we can, we, like, at least he'll be there and we can, like, talk about. It. The only reason that I feel like he might be shirtless in that is because in those movies where there's 30 or 40 people that you know, everybody sort of has to be who they are immediately. Yes. Otherwise, you're going to be thrown off guard, and who he is is, shirtless. is a handsome young dude who takes his shirt off. <laughs> yes, that's so true. New Year's Eve traditionally is a colder time of year, so I don't know that he will be shirtless, but maybe... It's obviously going to be he's going to be getting ready for going out on New Year's Eve, and he's going to get out of the shower first scene. That's my call. Write it down. My guess, if we get a shirtless Zeph, is that he loses his shirt somehow, 
and is like shivering on the side of the street waiting for a taxi and just sort of like huddled over and then some like hot older woman is going to come up to him and like <laughs> offer him her jacket. Like a nice fur coat, like a really big yeah. fluffy one and he just looks like a pimp in New York City on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good call too, dude. That's a game. Let's play. We're going to start a new game here. So that's two movies from now. So for liberal arts, I don't want to look up anything about what it is. Guess how he'll be shirtless. Like, it's not a question of yes or no because we're going to we're going to say yes from here on out. <laughs> okay, we're just going to Well, I don't know cuz we're gonna, he's going to get younger. So I think it's going to get harder and harder to like if he's actually going to be shirtless cuz he's going to going to start getting younger like really soon. Well, so okay, he was born in 87, which means he turned 18 in 2005. And I feel like you could be shirtless as a dude maybe at 15. like seven, like we'll 15. say uh, Okay, you want to say 15? Okay. Yeah, I would say 15. So that means 2002 and everything that we're doing came out after that. So there's a chance he's shirtless in everything. Oh, damn. Okay. Good. I need well, I need the premise. I need I need a little bit. We'll do two guesses. We'll do one before we know the premise and then one after we know the premise. So a movie oh. called Liberal Arts. How is he shirtless? Why is he shirtless? Liberal Arts. Okay, so this is my thoughts. Follow me on this. Okay. Liberal Arts. Okay. It's going to be a college movie. I agree. Because it's called Liberal Arts and he's going to be at the gym at his school. At some point. Okay, and we might not okay. even get a full shirtless. I'm going tank top, like a really low-cut tank top. That's what my guess is. Okay. I'm going to say, just to have a different guess, I'm going to say it's a high school movie where he's trying to get into college. Oh. And he's not going to have... He's, again, I'll, I'll follow your train of not being full shirtless, but he's going to have, like, a button-down shirt, but unbuttoned all the way down. So you sort of get the middle third of his chest okay. visible. And that's going to be at, let's just say, a party. Oh. Like a bonfire. A nighttime, like a bonfire. So you're going pretty much Cowboys F again. Okay. I'm okay with that. Okay. Now let me find out what this movie's about. He plays a character called Nat, N-A-T, liberal arts from 2012, when 30-something Jesse returns to his alma mater for a professor's retirement yes. party. He falls for Zibby, a college student, and is faced with a powerful attraction that springs up between them. So Zeph is not the star of this. Oh, damn. Okay. Josh Radner is the star. Oh, Elizabeth Olsen's in this movie. Oh, wow, there's a lot of people in this movie that I like. I might actually like this movie. <laughs> okay, so it seems like he's going to be a college student. Do you want to keep your answer, he's in the gym? Yeah, I'm, I'm going in the gym, or, he's, or, uh, or I'm going to go uh, throw back to... Fuck, which one was it? Which one was the one where he was a swimmer? Uh, the paper boy. Was it? Okay, yeah, I'm going to go throw back to the paper boy, and he'll be a swimmer again. He's like a college swimmer, and you see him and on the side of the pool. Oh, here's a side note. I like that. Here's a side note. Since we watched the paper boy and recorded the episode for the paper boy, uh, the TV show Atlanta has started on FX. Okay. The Donald Glover TV show. Yeah. Which is great. I haven't watched but it yet. he plays sort of a former friend or a cousin or something to this up-and-coming rapper even though he's sort of, like, stuck in his career or whatever. But the rapper's name is Paperboy. And he's got this song called Paperboy. <laughs> and it's they, they only play, like, 40 seconds. But it's so catchy because it's just enough time to just, like, play the hook and that's it. Yeah. And it's great. And I wish that we have done that episode Dude, after, this show after the came show started because so- that would have absolutely been the closing music. <laughs> that's awesome. Without a doubt. No, yeah, I wish it would Okay, happen. so my guess for liberal arts is that he is the boyfriend of the girl that falls in love with the older guy who's returning to his own That was mom. pretty much a given. And so he's going to be spurned 
like an ex-lover. So I'm, I'm guessing we're going to have early on a sex scene between him and Elizabeth Olsen. And oh. we're not going to see much, I don't think. Okay. But we're going to see him shirtless. I think later in the movie, we're also going to have him open her door and find her with the older guy and walk out and cry. So I think we're going to have shirtless Zeph and crying Zeph. Damn, really? Based on knowing nothing. I'm, that's my guess. Oh, man, I hope so. I, I love crying Zeph too, man. Shirtless Zeph is is just <laughs> a hair notch above crying Zeph for me. This movie has a six point seven on IMDb, which is actually pretty high. The Lorax is six point five. Eh. It's only PG thirteen, so we're not going to have any kind of like crazy steamy sex scene, but we could definitely get shirtless Zeph in this movie for sure. Yeah, there's the, yeah we're we're gonna be. I think we'll get one. I'm hoping we get one, just to keep the train moving, man. This is like the first one we broke the cycle. It was very disappointing to me. Well, I think we can... It's not really like a combo breaker because it's not real life. Like, even if he was shirtless in this, like, it would sort of be like an asterisk. Let's, it would be an amazing let's asterisk. Just, let's just imagine that he was shirtless while he was voice recording it. Okay, cool. We'll, I, just, call I, I it, we'll just call it like that, and then we'll just, just assume that he was shirtless in the studio and possibly crying, and then we'll just say that we just kept going on. <laughs> do you have any other notes about the Lorax or anything else about this movie that you want to say before we stop no just that like I, I actually really liked the cast I was just disappointed that they didn't play the roles that I wanted them to play I'll never watch this movie again this was just boring how did it do in the like how did it do movie wise how do like animated movies like how do they do money releases that's a really good question let me find out so first on Rotten Tomatoes this has a 53, so it's a, a, a rotten movie. Yeah, it's bad. It says, it's cute and funny enough, but the moral simplicity of the book gets lost with the zany Hollywood production values. But I mean, okay, so it's like they're trying to force-feed you the morality the whole fucking movie. I know. And the only thing that saved it for me was that it was produced and, like, animated. So the budget for this movie was $70 million, which I feel like is about average, if not low, for an animated movie. I'm not really? sure, honestly. Animated movies but cost it that much. It's like what the fuck are the, like you just get everybody it's, to re- it's all it's all compute it's all rendering. Yeah, but I mean like don't they pay those dudes like really shittily? I would get, I, I imagine that they would get paid really I think it's the actual like I, I don't know. I mean it's it's that you're paying for the computer power. Like you're not paying for the time. Really? Like for the Transformers movies, those are obscenely expensive because like they have all of ILM, like all their computers in their in their entire warehouse like rendering. Like if you're paying for the company's time and they might be paying their employees nothing, but you're paying for the company to like render your stuff. Okay, so it's just like the the technology cost is yep. what is mm-hmm. is so high. Okay, yep. that makes more sense. It cost 70 million, but it made worldwide Three hundred and fifty million. That's a ton, dude. It's a ton of money. It made two fourteen domestic and another one thirty four overseas. Fuck, dude. Who the fuck went to go see this movie? A lot of people. Apparently. I mean, when did it come out? Movie? When did it come out? That's what I want to know. Like, what was the timing of this? March two, twenty twelve. In March? What the fuck? It must have been like Snowmageddon. That that had to be like during Snowmageddon or something. It came out. What else? So the 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 thing is that there's no other kids movies in theaters. It looks like right now. Ah. Uh... Like here's the top. 10 in theaters that weekend. Okay. Number one's The Lorax. Number two is Project X, that college party movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then Act of Valor, which I don't remember know, at all. It's not a kid's movie. Safe House, which is the Tyler Perry action movie. Okay. No, maybe not Tyler Perry. Who was in Safe House? Denzel? I don't remember. Denzel and Ryan Reynolds. Okay. I confuse it because the next movie is Tyler Perry's Good Deeds. <laughs> and then <laughs> Tyler Perry has a fucking movie out every two months. 
There's okay, so there's Journey to the Mysterious Island, and that's a PG rated movie with The Rock in it. But I don't know what Journey One was, so same. That movie made, I mean, that made three hundred thirty million. So a lot of people saw that, but I whatever. Then there was The Vow, which is I think the yeah the Rachel McAdams Channing Tatum movie. Oh And then man. This Means War, which is I think Reese, yeah, Reese Witherspoon, Tom Hardy, and Chris Pine. Wow. Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. It's talking about Cage, the Cage movies yeah. on games then. And then Wanderlust, that Paul Rudd movie. And so oh, that's the top ten. So like, there's nothing else. I like Wanderlust a lot, actually. That was a funny movie. I actually went to go see that in theaters, now that I think about it. So okay. The only other movies that are like remotely kiddie, or that sort of might have still been in theaters, are The Secret World of Arietti, which is that animated, like the Studio Ghibli movie. I don't know that. The, the Miyazaki movie. And then Hugo, that... Martin Scorsese 3D kids movie about the train station. There's no other animated movie. There's nothing else out. So, like, I feel like people just, like, all right, like, we got to bring the kids to a movie this week, and, like, what are we going to see? I guess we'll see the Lorax. Yeah. Yeah, That's that definitely had to be how it happened, because I can't imagine anybody... Well, I, I, maybe the Dr. Seuss name sells it. That's it, it too. We're, we're not factoring that in. That, like, if you write Dr. Seuss on anything, you're going to have people that'll go. Well, has he had other... I might be forgetting things terribly, but, like, has Dr. Seuss had other really successful movies? I mean, the Cat in the Hat movies make money? I don't know. Or the Grinch... Horton Hands a Who. Let's see here. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh, that was that was real life though. That that had a budget of one twenty three. That made three fifty. Yeah. Horton Hears a Who. That made almost three hundred million. Yeah, so they're they're just riding the Dr. Seuss name, dude. There's another Dr. Seuss How the Grinch Stole Christmas coming out next year, so Oh really? Again? Uh I think it's a it must be an animated one. I think what was the last one? Was it Jim Carrey one, I think? Yeah, that was the live action one. Yeah, so this is going to be with Benedict Cumberbatch. So oh, interesting. Uh, oh no, maybe maybe 2018, maybe two years. Cool. Yeah, they'll just reboot it for the second fucking time. Have fun. Why not? Yeah, dude, if you make $300 million every time you make a fucking Dr. Seuss movie, I'd be making Dr. Seuss movies every year. So since we've last recorded, we've gotten no mail, okay. and I want you to send us mail. Zachattack at cageclub.me. Just email us anything. Just Dick whatever. Picks. Dick fix to Joey, please. But the other thing that I wanted to say, we somewhat adjusted our schedule. Not that it impacts you in any way, but we're going to completely finish the Zeph filmography by the end of next year. We condensed we things a date. little bit. We have we, an end date. We have date. some bonus episodes. But we're going to run this through December 1st, 2017. And then starting January 1... Don't say it, don't say it. Do you want to, do you want to say it? I'm not going to say what it is, but we're okay. a podcast starting. Again, monthly with some bonus episodes. A really awesome new podcast starting. And I'm excited for it. Not as excited so, I am to see more shirtless Zeph, but at the same time, I'm excited for it. And then we'll continue to do new releases when they come out on Blu-ray or on demand or whatever. Obviously. And like we do for Cage now, you know, if after we finish Zeph, whenever Zeph has a new movie come out, we will be back and... You know, so Zach, Zach Attack will never die. It'll never go away forever. We're never going to be better than this. We have an end game in sight, and we are never going to be better than this. <laughs> For all things Zach Attack, you can go to cageclub.me or facebook.com slash cageclub. You can find the other shows in the network, listen to everything that we have to offer. Oh, and now and again, yeah, shout out now and again. I was just on, oh, yeah. on that. Uh, if you Oh, the episode that comes out today, episode 3, side A, 
is me. I'm on the guest this this month. So yeah, so listen to those if you think that we're funny. I think that uh, now and again was a good time. Joe's was really good. Episode two was really <laughs> good, both A and B. I don't think mine is good because <laughs> I'm self conscious. I also haven't heard it. I'm really sort of worried about it. I won't listen to but it. We'll I find promise. out. Uh, no, because you're not on it. You, of course you won't listen to it. Obviously. But yeah, so listen to Old Zack Attacks, Now and Again, Cage Club, Keanu Club, Monkey Club. We have another podcast starting in nine days from now. We have a new thing coming out November 10th that we're going to officially announce on Monday, November 7th. So stay tuned to Facebook.com slash Cage Club for that special announcement. All sorts of fun things for you to listen to, and it's all free. So if you made it this far, got a lot of free time on your hands, like, do something else. <laughs> I like, doubt we've, it. We've put out lots of other things <laughs> that you could listen to. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And we'll see you next time on Zack Attack. So I say, let it go. My name is Dan. And my name's Rose. Our son Wesley kind of glows. And that's not good, so we suppose we should let it grow. Let it grow, let it grow. You can't.